loud as hell right now, and we're not at the party. Angel Sampe, your pro stock motorcycle winner from the NHRA and the Indy Nationals, or, well, Indianapolis. Where the hell are you, Angel? <laughs> I'm at Boulder Creek in Indianapolis. This is our favorite place to come to when we win, and fortunately, it's because of me this time and not Andrew or Eddie, so I'm just so excited to be here. My breath rate finally slowed down. My heart was about to pounce out of my chest, but... Oh, I just can't believe we got it done. Well, it's and, your f- and, 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 and in awesome fashion with lots of drama. Angel Sampe, Pro Stock Motorcycle winner from the NHRA in Indianapolis, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And you talk about that drama. Well, you haven't won in about four years. Uh, run us through this drama of the starting line and how you got this win. Yeah, my last win was in New Jersey in 2016. So, and you know, I've been looking for one ever since. And I joined the Harley Davidson team and I thought I was going to get several of them, but I struggled so bad last year of just trying to learn how to ride that motorcycle. And then, you know, I, I got to a point where I'm finally used to the motorcycle, but then things just weren't, the stars weren't lining up for me. And today I kept telling myself, it's your day. It's your day. It, it's your day. I mean, no matter what happens, it's going to be your day. And then we get up to the finals and, um, I had the clutch in. I'm rolling through the burnout box, and when I released the clutch to put my bike in third gear, the clutch stayed in. It didn't. It didn't release, and I was like, "My clutch is broken!" And I started screaming for Andrew. He's my crew chief, Andrew Hines, and so he comes running up, and something happened in the linkage of the clutch. It was broken or hung up or something. I don't. They had to take the whole cable out, and not only on the on the handlebars, but also on the bottom linkage on the bottom right side of the bike. They had to undo all that, and it felt like it took forever and I just tried to remain calm. And then when they finally got it fixed, I started my burnout, but in the, in the midst of all this excitement, I forgot to put the bike in gear. So, um, I popped the clutch and I'm in neutral and I'm, and I'm thinking it's not fixed. It's not fixed. And he's like, yes, it is. You just didn't put it in gear. So then they put it in gear for me and I do the burnout and I'm thinking, you know, I, I don't know if it's fixed. I don't know if they're just telling me to be calm and it's okay. So there's no telling what's going to happen. And then I get up there and I pop the clutch and a double O one comes up, mm. which all I can say is thank you, Jesus, that it was on the green side. <laughs> and <laughs> it made a perfect straight run. I shifted on time. All my shifts were great. And that wind light came on and I lost it. I mean, just like every other 42 wins, I cried like a baby and felt like it was the first one ever. Well, okay, let's talk about emotions for a second. Ron Capps got emotional with his win. Did he really? In awesome. as well. Yes. I'm so glad. So what is it about Indy? This isn't the U.S. Nationals, but that is coming up. But Indy itself, regardless, just means more than anything to you guys. Why? I, you know, for me, I don't know if it was Indy. Of course, yes, it has something to do with it. I think this, this, this whole year has been yes. so rough and so depressing. And I just, you can't possibly know how bad I want to race and even more how I want to win it's it's almost like bad how bad it's like unhealthy how bad I want it and I haven't been able to race I mean I'm we're in August and this is only my second race and it's been the roughest year and I you know I came off of a bad year trying to learn how to ride the bike and then I was so ready to start this year because I just knew I could do it I finally got it and then coronavirus hits and they won't let us race and so to finally be out here, just the excitement of being on the racetrack was already huge. And then to be able to get the win, 
I, I just lost it. You know, I, I think that's probably, you know, might be what happened to Ron as well. And it's kind of funny you say that because I remember when Ron won a championship and he was giving his speech and he started crying and he made fun of me. He said, see on Joe, you know, I cried too. I was like, everybody makes fun of my crying, <laughs> but it's just, it's passion. It's passion and desire and, and love for the sport. It's, I live for this. I truly, truly live to race and to win. Well, part of your passion, Angel Senpei joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night after a win at Indy 3. Absolutely amazing. Part of your passion goes back to your very strong, not only work ethic on the motorcycle, but your work ethic in the gym. It's insane how hard you work in order to keep yourself physically fit on these bikes as well. So that team and that camaraderie you have, that propels you to where you are today as well. I do. And thank you so much for saying that and for noticing because I'm really hard on myself at home, you know, trying to be better every day. I want to be better. I want to be healthier. I wish I could be younger. You know, I'm getting older. I was actually my 50th birthday on Friday. So Eddie Craywick, my, my teammate, he's a, he's a jerk. He gives me a walking cane for my birthday (laughs) present. So he's lucky I haven't hit him in the head with it yet, but it's coming. It's going to happen this year. But so, you know, I'm, 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 looking at the age and every day I step on the scale and I want to stay light and I want to stay strong. And I'm at the gym. Even my husband says, you don't have to go to the gym every day. I'm like, yes, I do. I go to the gym every day. I go to the gym twice a day. Sometimes I go to the gym three times a day because I have to be better in every way that I can possibly be better. And so that's what I'm talking about. Passion, determination, whatever I have to do to be successful, I'm going to do it. So, Angel, I know things are completely different now with COVID-19 and sports, but did you take that amazing good luck charm known as a walking cane for your 50th birthday and walk it up to victory lane and say, this is what kicked y'all's ass? Yep. I told him, I said, whatever we did this weekend, we cannot change anything. Mm-hmm. You know, we we had a, one of our crew guys, Mike, um, he's actually the one that built my motorcycle. He was not feeling good this morning or this weekend, so he stayed home to keep us all safe. And he wasn't here, so I'm like, oh, maybe I have to keep Mike home every weekend. So I feel like we got we can't change anything. We got to do everything the same. But I know it's not that. I mean, I miss Mike. I wish he would have been here this weekend. But man, it, it's it's such a good feeling. And I I also made a comment at the winner. I mean, at the end of the racetrack, that I don't. I just don't understand when people win how they can stay so calm and how it doesn't. You know, there's some people that just it doesn't seem as exciting as it is for me. And for me, the the 43rd win was just as great as the first one. I'm just as, as emotional. It, I just, I hope people understand because I'm, I'm not a drama queen. I'm just an emotional person who wants this more than anything. Angel Sampay is in the Speed Freaks pits. Winner today at Indianapolis Pro Stock Motorcycle on her birthday. Angel, we've been doing this for 20 years, but it still doesn't sound right to have Andrew Hines and Angel Sampay working together. Yeah, he works on my motorcycle. He tunes it up. He had to tune my bike for me to race him in the what second round. Yeah, so he was doing the tune-up calls, and he had to get in the other lane against me. And I had every bit of confidence that he was going to give me the best bike he could, and and he did. I outran him. Um, we both had, you know, not so great reaction times, but fortunately, mine was a little better, and my wind light came on, and then he just you got to give him some props. You know, he, he, he loses the round, but he gets back to the trailer and he starts digging to make my bike faster and faster and faster. So, I mean, what an awesome teammate, crew chief team, you know, he, he runs the whole team at the races. I can't say enough about him. 
I'm blessed to be with these guys. They're more than I ever thought, and I always knew they were fantastic. But now that I'm on the inside of the fence, it's just unbelievable what they're capable of and how calm they are and how professional they are. I'm, I'm, this is the blessing of my whole career. You know, I'm going to end it with this team, and I'm definitely ending it on top. I hope it's not anytime soon, but when, it, when it's over, it's going to be the best way ever. And, Jill, you're the winningest female in racing history, but it still doesn't sound right to hear you talk about learning how to ride this Harley-Davidson. You had enormous success in racing on the Suzuki. Now you tell us you need to learn how to ride all over again. It was a huge difference. Um, well, first of all, the worst part of it all was the intimidation factor, you know, because I've been racing against these Harleys for so long, and when you don't know anything about them other than how badass they are, all you think is that, this is a rocket ship, you know, that I can't do anything wrong. No matter what I do, I'm going to win because the spike is so badass. And that's not the case. Eddie and Andrew get every bit of horsepower out of those motorcycles. They're they're hard to ride. They are, they are badass and they are awesome, but they are hard to ride. They want perfection where in other motorcycles you can, you can mess up a little bit and it's, it's okay. Um, the Suzuki was, you had to have a lot of finesse. You know, you can't be jumping around on the motorcycle, but the aerodynamics of the body that I was on was so awesome. It was like you were inside of a car. You didn't get hit by all the wind. And then the Buell, it was a little forgiving, you know, a bigger guy, a young, a smaller girl. It didn't matter who was on it. The bike just didn't care. They run well. And now those new Buell bodies are amazingly aerodynamic. And, you know, I think they have a huge, a huge advantage over us. And I get on this Harley Davidson that has this little tiny windshield and all this wind is hitting me and the torque is unbelievable. It pulls from the bottom of the gear to the top of the gear. And I hadn't experienced that kind of torque before. And so the intimidation factor of it being a Harley, the difference in the wind hitting me all over my shoulders and my hands and my arms, it was so distracting and I was scared to move off the bike to correct it. And I, I literally became afraid to ride and I've never felt that way in my whole career. And I had to overcome the fear and learn the motorcycle. And it took the entire season, but I finally got it at the end of the season. And then, um, just like you said, I jumped back into the gym and I got myself stronger and came out that at the beginning of this year, more ready than I've ever been in my whole career. And then they told us to go home and wait. So it's been rough, but I'm, I'm, I'm back. I, I'm feeling confident. I'm strong. I'm, I, I love the bike. The bike seems to love me. Her name is Harley Quinn, by the way. <laughs> so yeah, she's a badass girl, Harley Quinn. And Jill, these are very different times, obviously. First of all, there's no fans in the stands. Do you miss them now? Did you notice them before? You always talked about getting in and out of your head. Where did the fans fit into that? Oh, definitely. Oh, it's a huge difference. There's nobody there. I mean, there's people there, but there's nobody there compared to what we normally have. You know, that people are not at the ropes. I don't have anybody to talk to in between rounds because, you know, while the guys are working on the motorcycle, that's what I do. I hang out at the ropes and sign autographs and meet and greet with the fans. And then you pull up to the staging lanes and, and the grandstands are full. And that's not the case now. You know, they're spread out so wide and there's few and far between. And it, it, it's weird. You know, it's, it seems like it's just us, just the teams and the excitement's a little different, you know, because you can hear the roar of the, of the fans when the person they want to win wins or, you know, the moans when the person they wanted to win loses. And it just adds to the excitement and NHRA, the way, you know, our fans are accepted in the pit is all part of it. And it almost feels like, you know, 
the races, the NASCAR and IndyCar and football games where fans aren't allowed anywhere near the drivers, it feels like that's what's going on for us right now. And it's, it's sad. I, I can't wait to get it back to normal. I want, I want those fans in the pit with us. I want them in the grandstands. And thank God for the ones that are making it out there and following the rules and keeping their masks on because we want to keep this going. We want to race. Mm. So thanks to everybody who, who's doing it with us. Angel, it's been a while since we had you on the air, and things have changed over the last five or six months with this with this country. There's been the Me Too movement over the last year, year and a half, COVID-19, meaning that's changed. You have a very young or a young daughter. What's what's this whole Me Too movement, COVID-19, this 2020 meant to you as a mother? I got a nine-year-old, and I just adopted my little cousin, and she just turned six last week. So I have a six and a nine-year-old. Oh. Yeah, we had a, we've been having it for three and a half years, and the adoption was final on um, June 9th. So we, we're a family of four now. But, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. It's, it's rough, and I, I, I want to teach my daughters everything that I can about being a strong woman. Um, I want them to know that they can accomplish anything they set their mind to. That's why it, the first Wally that I won in 2016, the first one I won as a mom, that one sits in Ava's playroom, and it, it's under a sign that says, dreams only work if you do, and that's her Wally. And just now, I got off the phone with Maya, my other daughter, and I told her that this one is hers. And so she wants to put it in her room, and we'll put something next to hers, too, that says you know, basically the same thing, because I want to teach them to be strong and to be you know, fierce and independent, no matter what anybody tells you, because... The world is going to try to drag you down no matter what. And I think we're seeing that this year, you know, not just for women or um, all the movements that are happening. No matter what you want to do with yourself, somebody's going to try to stop you. Mm-hmm. And it's my goal in life to teach my two girls that no matter what obstacles they meet, you have to overcome them. So that's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm back out here. Okay. Thanks for making me cry. That is badass. (laughs) And I just, I have nothing left to say. We have to end it on that note because that is so powerful and so amazing. And I can't wait to go hug my daughter because of what you just taught me to teach her. Thank you, Angel, for so much. You're welcome. And and guys, thank you for sharing your life the way you do. I follow you on social media and the three of you, you, you guys are beautiful and you remind me so much of Seth, myself and Ava. But like I said, now we have four, but it's great. It's great to see her grow up so She's such a beautiful little girl. You guys are doing a great job. (laughs) Thank you. My goodness. Go celebrate this win, girlfriend. (laughs) Well, thank you all for having me. I'm going to join my team again. we got a table of, God, there's got to be 20 people sitting there. (laughs) So we're going to go have some fun. I don't drink ever, but I got a glass of wine on the table. I'm going to sit and relax and enjoy this day. <laughs> yes. Wear that damn mask when you need to. <laughs> yeah, I got I got it with me. And the Wally's sitting on the table with us. And we're going to have a good time tonight. So thank you guys for having me. You bet. Enjoy. And Jill, thank you. All right. See you guys later. Bye-bye. <laughs>